everyone to Mount Manitoba, the home of NotInHallOfFame.com, and I'm your host, Kurt Buckner. And along with Evan Nolan, we run NotInHallOfFame.com, the fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Check that out right now. Or maybe not right now. Or you could. You could pause this and then go to it right, right now. www.NotInHallOfFame.com forward slash USA. All of you are going to be are, are going to be voters. It's actual democracy in action. Corey Dillon may not like this, but we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later. But you can you you were all part of you can be part of history where we're going to decide who is going to become the first ever class of the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. We run it, we trademarked it, we own it, we love it. I agree. There you go. <laughs> uh, actually, so Corey Dillon, since I just sort of like brought that up, uh, I, I messaged you earlier today because we didn't we didn't do it last week. Uh, just I was zonked, and uh, there wasn't that much to talk about anyway for, for a Hall of Fame related podcast. And then, and then I and then I was in Iowa, and then you were in Iowa, yes. Uh, and you did you if, did you build it, and did they come? <laughs> I, a, a gentleman never tells. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, Corey Dillon made a bit of news today uh, in an article in The Athletic. I still not going to, I didn't know they had any staff left. Uh, I don't know. Who has fewer staff, Bennett or ESPN at this point? ESPN, like, Friday for a left, it's just like mass layoffs. And somehow they decided they're keeping Kendrick Perkins over Derek Rose, uh, not uh, Jalen Rose, excuse yeah. me, was a good idea. So. I'm not a huge fan of Jalen myself, but you know, at least he brings uh brings some actual a- analysis to the table. Yeah, I, guy, I don't, I don't know. Well, Kendrick, Kendrick just says stuff. Well, he's probably making one tenth of what Jalen is. Well, that's that's the real that's the real reason a lot of these guys will let go. Uh, Van Gundy was a big surprise for me. Van Gundy was a big surprise, but like uh, um, Susie Colbert was let go because they thought Mina Kimes could do her job, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of situations like that where people were let go because they thought they had somebody else but not everybody whose else is underneath them is it's the way to go so yeah no that, that's very true that's... No, that's by the way i'm not citing me to kind so actually enjoy i'm just saying that's like one of the there are no, several no, no, that's that's that, no that, that's an example and like if you're if you are doing cost cutting and i watched that before in a company i used to work for and they whacked a whole ton of people like right at the top like people who bled that company you know uh, just mm-hmm. never saw it coming yep but anyway that's neither here nor there uh cory dillon made a bit of news today uh within that article in the athletic where he said that he well, i guess the the first uh, the first low-hanging fruit was that he believes that he's got the stats to be uh, a pro football hall of famer you're on our you're on the list of the football list but i don't know that you i don't think that he is personally i mean i think both you and i are lukewarm at best on fred taylor as a candidate i i'm not even lukewarm on fred taylor as a candidate i i was trying to be yeah. Matt. I'm a higher I'm higher on Fred Taylor's candidate than you are, and I, I'm still lukewarm on him. Yeah. And Fred Taylor is a significantly better candidate than Corey Dillon. And Corey Dillon helped my team win a championship. So in his best Both year in football. Actually. Yeah. But it was weird because like I said, when we got Corey Dillon, that was one of those trades I made in Madden all the time. 
Oh, really? Like, you can always <laughs> trade for Corey Dillon from the uh, from the Bengals for if you're the Patriots. Because the Patriots, still the Patriots have the lowest ever uh, career rushing total leader in the NFL by far. It's not even close. Our top rushing leaders got like 5,200 yards. Is Dylan's single season, or that 1,600 he did, uh, is, that a, is that a season record for New England? It might be. Yeah. I actually don't know. I'll, I'll look that up while you're talking. Okay. So uh, that, that's but the, the real thing that was very, very fascinating, you know, to make me chuckle off, a rare moment where I actually did LOL. I did laugh out loud. Uh, is it, when it, was, is, it is a record. It is a record. Okay. Yeah. 1635. Thought it might be. Uh, yeah. So is when Dylan said about the, the Bengals ring of honor and I know I read this, but I guess I, I forgot that it's completely fan driven or it's actually only those who have season tickets or I guess with the, with the luxury boxes. So his, one of his comments was uh, they're clever that way. That way uh, they, they can sort of like, uh, they can say it's not their fault. I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. it's not quite what he said, but I, I don't know. It, it's, I kind of like uh, the whole fan-driven thing, obviously, because <laughs> right. of, of what we've created. But, I mean, like, there is a bit of point there. I, I don't know that they created that in mind, thinking, all right, how can we sort of take the take the, sh- t- take, uh, the blame off of us for not putting in Corey Dillon? I, well, here's the, other, here's the other thing to point out. Hasn't the fans only been able to vote for two years at this point? Yes. So, like, come there, back. Yeah, there's another, <laughs> exactly. Well, this is uh, not going to help him, I suppose. I don't know if they voted no. because uh, that's coming up in a month. So it'll be sort of interesting to see what they do. Uh, Dylan then went on to say that it's uh, basically it's criminal that he, that he's not that, that it's not there and it, his work spoke for itself. And Dylan based, I can't, I, I think he does have the numbers for it. I, I for a Ring of Honor, I mean, cer- certainly for the Bengals Hall of Fame. There's no question on that. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, and no offense again to the Bengals. That overall, that's a fairly low bar when it comes to rushers. He, he is their best rusher in, in team history. Yeah. Apologies to Icky Woods. <laughs> Icky will probably get in before him, but the person that he sings, he singled out, John John Kitten is going to get into that motherfucker before I do. That that was funny. <laughs> And then Scott Mitchell. Kitten, I don't know why. That just made me laugh more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Mitchell was the, the actual funny one. Yeah. So, okay. I can't wait for Achilles Smith. <laughs> so that was just fascinating. Because I was, I was trying to think, why is Corey Dillon trending? Yeah, that's a good question. Every once in a while, like, why is this person trending? And sometimes, like, Luther Vandross was trending yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, did he die? I'm like, wait, no, he's been dead for, like, 17 years, 18 years at this point. <laughs> Just something you haven't thought about in a while. So, yeah, the things that trend, I will never completely understand. And so, it's always like every damn day. And I think I've ban- I ranted about this before, but every day, it's like, shit, this person died. Oh, just somebody posted something. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just trade it. Like, just god damn, I hate it. I hate it when that happens. Uh, who's who do you got? Uh, if uh, Zuck fights uh, Musk, who do I have? Yeah, Comet. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, uh, it's one of those things, it doesn't matter who wins as long as somebody loses. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Twitter is 
is a mess. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's a mess at the moment. I, I don't know. It's like people ask me, like, how come you still use Twitter? Like, uh, so full of hate. Not in my Twitterverse, it isn't. I yeah, well, it's the one thing. Like, we're kind of insulated to our group that we More or less, Yeah, it's like, uh, it's only hate if I choose to participate in it. And I don't. Even the people I strongly dislike, I don't even do it. I, I don't even do anything anymore. You know, when I get mad, you know, when I, and when I get mad, you know, I do a Twitter. What's up? I close it and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But Twitter has actually sort of been really good. It's helped us uh, put together a group that I just want to like uh, say thank you to all those who are, who are part of it. We've gotten some votes in. It looks like I've got uh, over 30 people, hopefully, uh, who have said who said that they're going to be part of it. And, and that's also where we're doing the Pro Football Hall of Fame Revisited Project, inspired by Nick Bombach's uh, Rock Hall uh, Revisited Project that mm -hmm. I were were members of and it was a lot of fun so we're doing the same thing so uh there's currently six people who have unanimous right now i won't say who but that's the, we're revamping it as if the pro football hall of fame took place in 1946 to see what would really what could possibly transpire and how many people out of a backlog would we get would we get rid of so uh, yeah so so this first class how many are we inducting uh we're gonna do five so it's gonna be five each okay time. so it's gonna be five each year Okay. Yeah, five each year. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll be honest. For those who are wondering, I'm. I will put my stuff out every time I vote, so everybody knows who I voted for. Uh, but this time, with the old stuff or this far back, uh, in this first one, we have 26 people on our list of 132 who are already Hall of Famers. We're gonna have to vote for 25. I'm not complicating this. I'm mm -hmm. voting for the 25 oldest and the one person who gets left out is um Turk Edwards who if he were superior superior I would have I would have uh I would have uh left him on and picked somebody else but I just picked the the 25 who've technically been on the ballot the longest yeah even though it's our first ballot with the idea that once five of them are in we'll move over to Turk Edwards and BD Feathers and a few other people who have been nominated multiple times mm -hmm. uh, and but I it it seems weird to me. We already have the these people in the hall. What's this? I'm not overcomplicating the first part. The senior ballot was I did a lot a big a much bigger deep dive on. And in mm -hmm. case I ranked everyone one to ten, and in case anyone's wondering, we voted for three. My three were Charles Fallis, Henry McDonald, and Pudge Heffelfinger mm -hmm. um, were the three who I voted for. Um, where a few others were pretty close. Herman Kirchhoff, Blondie Wallace. I like Blondie Wallace being a bootlegger. That was also exciting um, in, in later in his life. Um, but yeah, so there, there are some people close, but those are the three I voted for for this. So, uh, Thanks to uh, Vinny Laspinuso, who put together the senior ballot. He's essentially the one-man committee deciding who goes on that ballot. I, I trust at, him completely. Yeah, at, at this point, at this far back, yeah, it, it's hard to argue. I mean, I'm not sure how much you know about Gil Falcon, uh, but... Uh, I was uh, unfamiliar with them prior. I, I was not that familiar until, until it was the names that were sort of brought up. Uh, but yeah, that one sh that hopefully that's going to come out Tuesday. Uh, without, I have to just make sure some people received uh, their ballots. Mm -hmm. But you know, they, I gave a deadline of Monday at noon, so we'll see. But everything that we're going to be doing, because you were asking me, like, is this going to be completely uh, like, are, am I posting the results? And yes, uh, right down to every ballot, so everyone will know who did what or not who did what but i mean like how many 
how many yeah we don't need to know each individual's person stuff no. that's i mean we don't need out people in the internet if they're not come for that but we should right. at least everyone should be able to see at least the spread of votes yeah and that's that's what we are going to do and uh so that, that'll all be out and i'll just sort of like always send that off to you for the excel king yeah excellent <laughs> because i i have excel spreadsheets that are just waiting waiting for their opportunity to get on this mm -hmm. so uh do we want to go right into those who we lost or like, I know you, I know you're just uh, still looking at a few other things. No, I, I've already, I've gotten to take care of. I got to take care of? Okay. And we'll do that. Yeah. And then I, then I guess I'll have a, uh, of my elevator. Cause I've got a, I'm just sort of like base. I've got a, I've got a few this time. Okay. One I think uh, you'll find very interesting, but uh, who did we uh, lose? Well, starting with the beige mistress and her hatred of Hungarian athletes. <laughs> What you do? Uh, Attila Abanyi, uh, the Hungarian-born Australian soccer manager and player who played for the Australian national team. I'm still counting that. He was born in Budapest, mm -hmm. uh, passed at the age of 76, scored 25 goals in his 61 appearances for Australia, So, which is pretty good mm -hmm. on the international level. Absolutely. Um, also passing away. Hold on one second. Got to make sure everything's uh, opening up here. Um, uh oh, there it is. Uh, uh, Cedric Killings passed away. Uh, football player, defensive tackle in the NFL, played for the Niners, uh, Browns, Panthers, Vikings, Redskins, and Texans between 2000 and 2007. Four time NCAA Division II All American. Um, uh, passed away at the age of uh 45 from pancreatic cancer Ugh, sounds awful yeah um also passing away from the world of football uh johnny cooks former second the second overall pick in the 1982 draft from mississippi state uh member of the uh super bowl 25 champion uh new york giants uh and a member of the all-rookie team, uh, passed away at the age of 64. He's also a member of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Mm. Did uh, uh, Is Brett Favre in that? Or Mississippi he... Sports Hall of Fame? Uh, there's a joke there. I'm just, I decided to let drop. I don't oh, know wow. why. Okay, I, I, I was just seeing where you were going to go with that. Yeah, there was, <laughs> I decided. Yeah, oh boy. Um, bought a wing dedicated to his daughter's volleyball uh, acumen. True. It's funny because I like was watching um because this is what I do in my spare time. I was watching the announcements of various Pro Football Hall of Fame like classes, mm -hmm. and Brett Favre announced um Charles Woodson just a few years ago, and I'm thinking like how different it is now for Brett Favre like two years later mm -hmm. than it was at that point. So, yeah, it'll be a while before he's going to be doing a lot of public appearances, I think. Yeah. Uh, mm. Anyway. All right. So back to the deaths list. Uh, Vince Tobin passed away. Uh, former uh, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, but better known as uh, his as a defensive 
coach. He took over for Buddy Ryan with the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. as defensive coordinator, also as defensive coordinator uh, for the Indianapolis Colts and the Detroit Lions. Uh, he passed away at the age of 79. Uh, did it say of what? It did not. Okay. Um, the thing is out of order. I apologize for doing this a little bit together. Um, there's one more football player I know. There's here he is, Tom Benyon, a three-time Great Cup champion with the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders and then the Ottawa Rough Riders. Uh, passed away at the age of 81. He was a guard tackle on those teams. Um, from the world of come on, everything is loading very slowly. Trying to close some of these uh, things here. Uh, from let's just say from the world, we lost a couple of Nobel laureates who are pretty important. Uh, Harry Markovitz, uh, came up guy who came up with portfolio theory. Uh, won a Nobel Prize for Economics, passed away at the age of 95, and passed at the age of 100, John B. Goodenough. Yeah, I guess he was good enough, um, who was one of the people who won in chemistry. Um, basically, I, the guy who was responsible for development of the lithium-ion battery. Oh, okay. Among other things. So we just had a couple of them die on the same day, so it was one of those things that made was interesting. Oh, another three-time great... I'm a three-time Grey Cup champion. Deron Diedrich passed away at the age of 44. Mm. Uh, won Grey Cups in 05, 09, and 2010. Um, died of hemoplastic gamma cell, gamma delta T cell lymphoma, which is a long way of saying cancer. Mm. Um, but yeah, he passed away. Played for the Chargers and Packers, Redskins, Eskimos, Alouettes, and Tiger Cats. So... Also from football, I knew there were more here. Um, Scott uh, Palumer, I never know how to pronounce his name, played for the Cowboys and Saints, um, passed away at the age of 64, played 65 games in the NFL. Uh, and it's most shocking for football, Ryan Mallett. Yeah. Um, former Patriots quarterback, big armed guy from Arkansas, uh, drowned at the age of uh, 35 played with the Pats from from 11 to 13 the Texans and 14 and 15 the Ravens from 15 to 17 so but yeah it, there was a when he first got to camp I remember he was so he didn't know how to not throw the ball hard and he was supposed to throw a four yard pattern to I can't remember who the running back was and threw it so hard that he bruised the guy's ribs and the guy was, I can't remember who it was. He was out for like a couple of days because the ball was so hard. And they had to like show him how to throw the ball softly because <laughs> he had absolutely no idea how to do it. One of probably the biggest arms ever coming out of college. But yeah, 35 is crazy. Yeah, he had a nice long career as a backup uh, for the most part. But, you know, very, very successful in Arkansas. Yes, very, very successful. Yeah, like yeah you always forget, we always forget these guys who are so good in college and just for whatever reason don't make it in the pros. Or sometimes it's just the exact opposite way. Just, something, yeah. Sometimes it is the opposite. So, uh, Jeans, about, uh, uh, Ianis Williams, uh, didn't play uh, football until like he, he, he's a walk on at Southern. 
Mm-hmm. He's, but he did, but he didn't walk on until he was a junior. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, and it worked out okay for him. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, Penny Ann Early passed away. Uh, two notable firsts in her lifetime. She passed away at the age of eighty. Uh, she was the first female jockey to be licensed to ride uh, in parimutuel horse races. I can't tell you exactly what that means. Um, in protest, um, the male jockeys unanimously refused to ride in the first three races that she was uh, scheduled to compete in in Churchill Downs in Kentucky. Uh, and in the midst of this controversy, she signed with the Kentucky Colonels of the ABA to play for the men's team becoming the first woman ever to play in the men's professional basketball league. Hmm. Okay. I didn't. She's an in, interesting, interesting person. Yeah. So she played uh, against the Los Angeles Stars on November 27, 68, wearing a mini skirt and a turtleneck sweater with the number three in the back to represent the number of races that people boycotted that she was supposed to run in at Churchill Downs. So... so. Yeah, so uh, Penny and early past the 80s, she actually committed suicide, believe it or not, at the age of 80. Man, she must have been... Uh, could have been sick, could have been a yeah. bunch of stuff. I don't have much more on that, unfortunately. Also lost uh, sprinter Dean Smith, a winner of gold medal in the 4x100 relay at the 1952 Summer Olympics. Uh, probably more famous for being a stuntman, though, in a whole bunch of TV series, so... Including the Alamo, how the West was won, like basically all those westerns. He was one of the guys there. He's even in Walker, Texas Ranger, ah. uh, Maverick, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel. Um, uh, but he and he was also inducted in 2006 into the Texas Rodeo Cowboy Hall of Fame, as well as the National Multicultural Western Heritage Museum and Hall of Fame, and a member of the Texas Track and Field Coaches Association Hall of Fame. And the Hollywood Stuntman's Hall of Fame. So, cool. other than that, he didn't do very much. You know, I so. was always, always thought a good movie for Chuck Norris would have been uh, if if he played a, a time traveling Christian. Okay. In Walker, Texas Manger. Wow. <laughs> oh boy. Um. And anyway, so this, this Dean Smith passed at the age of ninety one. Oh man, I'm just, I have to move on. Um, <laughs> uh, the Jimmy Kim, who uh, won the gold medal in Taekwondo at the 1988 Olympics in Seoul, an American winning the Taekwondo medal in South Korea is a pretty big deal, uh, passed away at the age of 56. Um, one of the great martial arts instructors anywhere. Everyone just traveled all over to get uh, un- underneath him and a couple of his Folks have gone on to uh, become All-Americans and compete in the Olympics, including Charlotte Craig, who competed in the 2008 uh, Beijing Olympics. But he was only 56. So one of my under-the-radar sports to watch in every Olympics. Taekwondo? Yeah. Yeah. You should watch. Uh, I'm hoping that both of my uh, my senseis make uh, the Olympics. There's a big competition coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, so hopefully they will make it. But yeah, I have a couple of senseis, uh, Styrus and Skylar Lingle. They're both, they're sisters. They're 20. I think you, uh, yeah, you were talking about them before. I, I believe. Yeah, they, they have a huge competition coming up. Uh, Skylar, 
just finished third at the Pan Am Games, and her sister won her division at the Pan Am Games. Um, so hopefully they make the Olympics this time come up. I'll have obviously have a rooting interest in that one. So mm-hmm. uh, also passing away from basketball, Cecil Exum, uh, probably best known at this point as the father of uh, Dante Exum. Yeah. Um, but in his own right, he was a very good uh, basketball player, played for University of North Carolina from 1980 to 1984. Yes, he was a teammate of Michael Jordan's there, uh, but he passed away at the age of 60 after being sick for quite mm-hmm. a while. Um, he'd had lung problems and been in intensive care for quite a bit. Speaking of having had some issues and being sick for quite a bit, uh, Darren Adrian Drozdov, better known as Draws, the wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, passed away at the age of 54. Do you have anything to say about Draws? Uh, from everything that I've learned about him, uh, because I, 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 he was in the Attitude Era for mm-hmm. a couple of years. His first nickname was Puke because allegedly he could puke on command. But every time he tried to, he couldn't do it. <laughs> when they asked him to sort of like do that, no, in an uh, actual wrestling, like live wrestling, and then he wasn't able to do it. But uh, he played football for a bit. Of, like he was on a couple taxi squads. Didn't uh, he? Didn't really make it beyond sort of like the, the lower card. But what the sad, the sad thing was, his career got cut short. So he very well possibly could have. Uh, it was on a botched move. Well, I don't know how it was botched because there's no footage of it. So uh, D'Lo Brown uh, picked him up for what's called for running power bomb, and something went wrong, and he was paralyzed. That happened like night from from the neck down, from '99 on. Mm. Uh, so I imagine it's sort of like he just probably died from a lot of the complications of. It. But everyone just said what a great guy he was. Uh, when he did get hurt and he was in the hospital, he made sure to, to, to get a message out to Delos says, tell him it's not his fault. Good for him. You know, because he didn't want him worrying about uh, about that for the rest of his life. Delos probably was never the same after that anyway, but because of... Yeah, I mean, you, if you don't do something right and someone gets paralyzed, I don't think it matters. I think that you carry that with you. Right, and, and again, I, I never saw the footage. Yeah, they did because they didn't release it. Thank God. Uh, also, and a nice thing from the WWE, which I don't get to say that often. Apparently, they always took care of him. That's good to know. They apparently it said that he had a uh, a wheelchair that looked like a tank that was created and paid for by his friend Kevin Plank, the founder of Under Armour. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, so Draws passed away at the age of fifty four. Mm-hmm. Um, also passing away from the world of powerlifting. Uh, Don Reinhardt uh, passed away at the age of 78, won the World Powerlifting Championship in 73, 74, 75, 76, as well as the U.S. Championship in 74, 75, and 76. Also won British second in the World's Strongest Man competition in 78 and first in 79. So one of the great powerlifters of the 70s. Um he passed away in a one-vehicle crash oh. in Chautauqua County in New York. So, I lost a couple actors I want to bring up. Uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll do what's the music first. Uh, Bobby Osborne of the Osborne Brothers, uh, American bluegrass um, uh, musician, member of the International Bluegrass Hall of Fame, member of the Grand Ole Opry, uh, and also a uh, man who received a. Per- Purple Heart for what he did after uh, in Korea 
uh, passed away at the age of uh, 81. I'm sorry, 91. I can't do math. 91. Uh, Lee Rauch also passed away, drummer uh, for Metallica uh, originally. Uh, when Megan, uh, sorry, when for sorry, drummer with Megadeth when Dave Mustaine left and for Megadeth. Uh, he was the original drummer from the group, but was fired for drinking and drug problems. Um, so I'm sorry, back that up. Rouch took over for uh, Dijon Carruthers, and Carruthers was, was uh, fired. Uh, so he was with them uh, from 1984 for a little while, uh, but he passed away at the age of 58. So uh, his cause of death was unknown, but listed as unexpected. Mm. Another bluegrass physician, Jesse McReynolds, uh, passed away at the age of 93. Um, member of the Grand Old Op Opry, member of the International Bluegrass Hall of Honor, uh, National Heritage Fellowship Award winner. Um, yeah, 93 years old. Uh, also passing away, Vicki Anderson, the soul singer, best known for his performances with Jim, uh, James Brown. Um, widow of Bobby Bird, mother of Carlene Anderson, um, but she passed away at the age of 83. Uh, Martin Stevens also passed away, two-time Juno Award nominee for best-selling single, with his awards for Love is in the Air and Midnight Music. Do you remember either of those songs? Nope. Yeah, Love is in the Air is 79, Midnight Music is 80. Juno Awards are Canadian Music Industry Awards. Um, so he was he was 69 years old. Yes, with our latest uh, Canadian Music Hall of Fame inductee, Nickelback. They never made it as a wise man. So, um, <laughs> also passed away in Anita Wood, um, television performer, former but most likely known most likely known as Elvis Presley's girlfriend, his number one girl. Uh, dated for five years. Hmm. Uh, and was working as an actress, but gave it up for Elvis Presley. Um, and then they broke up and he ended up marrying Johnny Brewer, the former NFL player. Who they were married for 46 years. Um, but she uh, she also worked with Andy Williams on a whole bunch of stuff. And the, uh, she and Andy Williams are the ones singing the duet in the Hawaiian wedding song, which she never actually got credit for. She was uncredited. But if you know Andy Williams at all, You'll recognize her voice. Uh, she passed away at the age of 85. Then three actors quickly. Uh, Julian Sands, uh, probably best known for The Killing Fields, Arachnophobia, Boxing Helena, Ocean's 13, um, Girl with Dragon Tattoo, Leaving Las Vegas, a bunch of movies like that. Uh, passed away at the age of 65. One of those people who as soon as you see him, like, oh yeah, that guy. Uh, that's the best way I can describe him. Yeah. Also passing away, Don Kennedy, who is a radio and television personality, but best known to me as the announcer for, from Space Ghost Coast to Coast, uh, passed away at the age of 93. I watched a lot of Space Ghost Coast to Coast in college and afterwards. <laughs> and, and finally, one of the, the people who's probably in the lead at this point, and we haven't had a big year for celebrity deaths, Alan Arkin, uh, mm -hmm. passed away at the age of 89. Um He's kind of one of those people who's in everything. Um, I was thinking back of all the movies I've seen him in. Um, and 
the one that I remember the best, honestly, probably is as the main investigator from Gattaca. Uh, if you remember ever seeing Gattaca. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, of course, a, probably his funniest uh, role I watched as a kid, but didn't realize who he was uh, as uh, Lieutenant Rosanoff from the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming uh, where he received an Academy Award nomination as best supporting actor in a comedy which is hard to do. You don't see that very often. But that movie, if you have never seen The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, just go watch it. It is hilarious. Um, but he passed away at the age of 89. Catch 22. You uh, did win. He would eventually win an award for Little Miss Sunshine. Yep. Yeah, I think he was, that he was... Was, nominated, he was... He was also nominated for The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. He played Inspector Clouseau in the Inspector Clouseau movie. Uh, I'm trying to forget that. That, should, that wasn't good. Yeah, I know. It's there. I mean, everything. Dumbo, like the Muppets, Argo. Oh, Argo, he's really good in Argo. Mm -hmm. uh, Sunshine Cleaning, um, Jacob the Liar, Slums of Beverly Hills, Gross Point Blank. Um, don't forget the Jerky Boys, the movie. I'm trying to forget Jerky Boys, the movie. Uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, of course. So I married an axe murderer. Yeah. The Rocketeer, Edward Scissorhands, like The Last Unicorn, like everything for a very, very long time. So, anyway. Grudge match, too. Stole a scene from Kevin Hart. That's not easy to do. That's not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, that's where you got. Yeah, no, that's uh, definitely the biggest name of the, of the last two weeks. Uh, so, this brings us to Elevator Up, Elevator Down. Uh, elevator Up. Elevator down. Uh, that's where I look at the past week or two weeks in this case and say, who's made a Hall of Fame case and who hasn't? And I looked at the baseball all-star game and or the all-star picks. Generally, I don't think voters really care much about all-stars. I, mm -hmm. I know I wouldn't. Uh, you probably wouldn't either. But it's an interesting thing to sort of look at who, who's getting them and who's winning especially for the ones who were voted on, like who's getting a popularity contest. Like every year or every other year, it seems like a it just comes, like one city seems to flood everything. And this year it was Texas or with mm -hmm. the Dallas. Uh, saying that, I think there's one person who might benefit just a little bit more than everyone else. And that's what I've talked about before. And I don't think he's getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame, but his only route is to compile. And this is also number six. And this is J.D. Martinez. Hmm. Uh, this year, he also the, the Red Sox had four All Stars, just only one that plays for us. <laughs> so uh, that's Bogarts. Okay, Wait, De uh, Devers isn't a, an All Star. No, it's just uh, Kenley Jansen. Oh, okay, I think Devers is actually having a pretty good year. He is having a very good year, but. Yeah. The Red Sox were the, were the only last place team over 500. So, yeah. But uh, with, with JD, uh, he also hit a milestone this year. Uh, he got to his 300th homer. There's mm -hmm. a possibility that he could get to uh, 1,000 ribbies this year. So then mm -hmm. he'll be a 300, 1,000 guy. Uh, there's only, I believe, 147 who can say that. Now, that's not exactly rarefied air, but it's still pretty good. He's 35. He's now pretty much only doing DH, so his body could hang out, hang out a little bit longer. The war is under 30. If this was a different generation, 
Mm-hmm. Martinez could get a look, but this is his only path is to compile as many things as possible. And a, a six all-star helps. I don't know how much longer JD's got. So right. So I mean, for everyone else, I mean, there's. I'm not even going to try to say that their their elevator went up at all because I, mm-hmm. I don't think voters are thinking that that way. But for JD, I think this is that that's huge for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my other elevator up. Uh, this one will sound a little weird. Uh, I'm going to the Rock because I don't usually have a lot of that, but I'm going with Tracy Chapman. Okay. There's I'm, a lot I'm more, excited about this, Tommy. Okay, well, there's a lot more attention on her uh, with, I think it's a shitty cover personally, but Luke Combs went number one with her cover, his cover of Fast Car. Okay. Making history as the first time an African-American woman wrote a number one country hit. Wow. So if there's more attention on her and people are seeking out the original, which... Please do, if you haven't. Yes, please do. Uh, Tracy Chapman, because you, you never know. When more attention's on you out of nowhere, I mean, look what it did for Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. So is this something where you get a, a lot of liberal voters, because I think the Rock All probably are mostly uh, left individuals. Uh, there's some people are taking a backlash towards uh, Luke Combs because, well, how is this more successful than hers? Which yeah, I, but that happens all the time with a bunch well, of stuff. Of course it does. Of course, of course it does. And it, it's kind of, I, I honestly, I, I can't figure out how this became a hit. Maybe I should do a show about that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, if you know anyone who'd be interested, let me know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But it's the most press she's gotten in years. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this could help. I uh, want to touch also quickly on the hockey awards or the NHL awards. Uh, someone who I think is a Hall of Famer already, and I. but does this make him a first ballot to some people? And that's Patrice Bergeron. Uh, Frank J. Mm-hmm. Selke trophy number six. Yeah, I mean, they might as well rename the trophy after him at this point. That's not a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really not. Uh, would you, Connor McDavid also went, went his third heart. Connor McDavid never plays again. Is he a hockey Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay. Connor McDavid, like, if you watched any hockey at all this year, and uh, I would like to uh, not thank AT&T for making the NHL Network part of a sports package that I want no part of the other stuff of. In order to do it, I need to get golf, tennis, speed, and something else, as opposed to just give me the damn NHL Network. I will pay extra for the one. I don't need all the rest of the stuff. Rant <laughs> over. Uh, but – I did get to watch a lot of Edmonton games, uh, staying up and watching them whenever I had the chance. And that dude is just better than anybody else in the league. Like he's just better. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard for me to, uh, it's hard for me to say anything other than he absolutely a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for the others, I mean, like uh, Eric Carlson, I think is already going to be a first pilot hall of famer. Now that's Norris trophy. Number three, uh, can I just talk about the Norris Trophy for a second? Go ahead. Yeah. It's for what position? Defense. And he's a plus or a minus player? I believe this year he was a minus player. So how the hell is this guy? I understand. You want an offensive defenseman award? Cool. Go go create it. But I think defense they should. should. Yeah. Defense should be defense. Just make him a winger. Well, they... they... 
they didn't know what to do once Bobby Bobby Orr changed the whole mold, and that's kind of where this all went. But cool. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I mean, I think, I think the only exception to that rule, or the biggest exception, was Rob Langway, because mm. that guy didn't score much. Yeah, I mean, but Char didn't score much, and he got one. Well, Char had more points than Langway did. Well, that's but, true. But my, my point is, there, there are people who have done whatever. I just, I, 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 yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like we have Bergeron's won an award for defensive offensive player. Mm-hmm. We need an offensive defensive yes, player. I award. completely agree. And Anzi Kopitar winning the Lady Bing does nothing. Yeah, probably not. Because it's Lady, well, you you went through that, right? What does the Lady Bing do for anybody? Like I said, uh, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. It is the only trophy you wouldn't put on your Tinder profile. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he just signed another two year extension with the Kings. So I mean, I I, I think that's going to be going well for him. Uh, but yeah, that's that's yeah, no rural elevator downs for me. That's nice for once. I call it the way I see it. I don't necessarily, it's always more fun to do elevator downs, I will, I'll admit, but if I don't have any, I don't have any. Yeah, I, I actually don't have anything to be real angry about this week either. Uh, there we go. That's right, it's because that's your segue to uh, the good, the bad, the ugly of sports. So we're not going to do an, an ugly. I'm taking a week off. I don't really have anything. I don't really have anything that I'm really that thing is that bad. There are a lot of things simmering that could be bad. Mm-hmm. The talk about expanding the NCAA tournament is something to watch for. Um, uh, there's other things about the NCAA realignment. Uh, there are some things with uh, transfers over in Europe, which are going to be interesting for soccer. I'm leaving all those alone for right now. I will do, I'll start with the bad and then we'll end up with two goods here. Okay. Uh, so the first, I guess the only bad here is the NFL is gone into bed with gambling organizations and they're now suspending players for gambling, I, yeah. not do, do gambling. If they bet against their own team, I get it. They bet on their own team. I get that as well, but they're now getting people for the geography of where they're gambling and not the actual gambling itself, which is insane to me. A whole bunch of these guys are losing years of their career because instead of betting on the road to the game or to practice, they bet in the parking lot at practice. And that somehow difference makes all the difference in the world. Again, as Patriots fan, this is, Spygate all over again, where they filmed from the sidelines is wrong. Had they filmed from the stands, it was fine, right? Mm-hmm. It's the NFL has a history of doing this crap. I don't understand why. With the especially, especially when gambling is probably the I don't know what's the biggest thing that's that's going to save the league, but it's it's a huge part of will that will always prop it up, always because there's no better sport to gamble on than football. They're just uh, and I always wonder how anyone can gamble on baseball. <laughs> in my case, very poorly. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, 
I don't understand how you do that. It's just like so much variation. Like a great player has just one bad day and everything's screwed up. As opposed to football, great player has one bad day. It's unlikely the whole thing's screwed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever pays the bills, right? But yeah, it's uh, the hypocrisy that they have on this and always have had on this has just been disgusting, especially as you cannot watch a sports telecast of any kind, NFL mm-hmm. included, without a ge- without some kind of gambling part of it. Hell, I mean, like even when I was a kid, Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. You know, like that, that was going like way back, but you know, whatever. It's that they're never going to get better at this. Yeah. Never. So, uh, so that's, that's uh bad there, there, there's a lawsuit waiting to happen there. I think, although as we learned from again, the Tom Brady deflate gate situation, NFL could suspend anybody for any reason for as long as they want. That's the one thing we got out of uh, mm-hmm. clause 44 of that thing. So maybe they have nothing to go with, but anyway, uh, on the good side from football, um, I just want to bring up Foster Moreau, the tight end for the saints. Uh, is cancer free? Yep. He discovered he had cancer uh, at the end of the season. Uh, Hodgkin lymphoma. He's gone through everything, and he's going to be able to go back on the field if that's what he wants to do. Regardless, he gets to live his life. Hey, every once in a while, we just need a hey. Something's gone well for somebody. Mm-hmm. So good for Foster Moreau uh, getting through this. So that's that one. And the last one's a little bit personal. Um, so my. This is follow, follow me on the family tree here. Uh, my wife's father's best friend's grandkid. Okay. So when I go to Wisconsin every single year, mm-hmm. uh, uh, annual trip I take, these are some of the people who go with me. So one of the people who goes on that trip with me is a girl named Maddie Pacelli. Uh, and Maddie is 15, or I think she's 16 this year. She has the same birthday I do, she's just significantly younger. Um, and uh, Maddie is a gymnast, and um, Maddie's mom unfortunately committed suicide back in January, and she's been out for a while and and has just got back into it. She had her first meet again in March. She competed in the States coming up, but she was in Cincinnati uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, the day I went to the uh, the day I brought my son to uh, the U.S. Jamaica soccer game. Uh, so that would have been Saturday, a week ago, Saturday. Um, she's in the U.S. championships in Cincinnati and gold medaled on the beam, on the floor, and all around. Nice. Congrats. So coming back from one of the worst things in her life within five, almost six months mm-hmm. to turn around and get herself back in there and refocused and be that good. I have no idea what this means for if she ever gets on a U.S. team or anything like that. I don't know enough about gymnastics. I do know she is a girl who goes to the YMCA in Springfield, Illinois, and all the people she's up against have coaches who speak Russian and Chinese, uh, who are like specialized, whatever. She's just a girl at the Y uh, who has absolutely risen to the top of her sport, uh, which is absolutely incredible to see. I've known this girl since she was three. Um, and she's always been, when she was like five, she was jumping up and supporting herself in door frames and climbing the way up one of those things. Um, but yeah, just super proud of the girl. Um, she's a wonderful person and, uh, I hope, I hope nothing but the best for her. She started getting scholarship offers for 
when she was like 12 or 13 oh, wow. for uh, college. That's what she wants to do. Okay. Um, so we'll see what happens next. I don't know enough to know exactly what happens next. I'm sure we'll discuss it when we are up in Wisconsin coming up here. But uh, yeah, just Maddie Pacelli. Good for you, kid. Uh, Women's World Cup is coming up. Uh, oh, yeah. U.S. versus the field. Sure, I don't know. We do have we do have uh, Thailand in the first round. I think I think it's Thailand. We looked it up. Right. So yeah, sure, I'll take the U.S. Well, I mean it's 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 a, it's actually still slanting in your favor. <laughs> yeah, in this case, it is slanting in my favor. There's some there's some pretty good teams. I actually saw a uh, who was it Germany. I can't remember who Germany was playing, but Germany looked pretty good mm-hmm. when I saw them, I don't know, 10, 12 days ago. Yeah, so it'll so be hard to watch, but I actually, I, I watched a lot of the Women's World Cup last time uh, mm-hmm. when I was in Barbados, but it just all worked out pretty well. Do we have, do we have a bet for Canada-US coming up on Sunday in the Gold Cup? I didn't even know that was happening. So in the Gold Cup, the U.S. tied Jamaica and then won their next two games six nothing and six nothing against. Well, I, th- I thought they already won the Gold Cup. Oh no, no, the, they won. That was a Nations League. There's a whole, there's a whole other thing. Oh, okay. um, but so they beat Trinidad and Tobago, and then or so St. Kitts and Nevis first, and then Trinidad and Tobago. It seems unfair. You have to play two places. I know. Um, yeah, but, so we finished top of the group. Jamaica finished second. Canada barely got out of your group. You finished second to Guatemala. Guatemala beat you guys out. Oh, Guadalupe almost beat you guys out. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not going to make it. In the quarterfinals, it's U.S. and Canada for the right to play the winner of Panama and Qatar. Why is Qatar in the North American Championships? Because they invited them. Is the answer to that? So, um, well, yeah, you got to even it out, right? So, don't they do that every time? Don't they have like some uh, random? Yeah, they do have, normally have a random. They did Qatar for the last two as part of the uh, wind up for the World Cup sort of thing. Yeah. Give Qatar a competition to compete in. Qatar barely made it out of their group as well. Um, they had to beat Mexico the last day, which they did one nothing in order to finish second in their group. So, yeah, so that's coming up. Okay. Well, and then uh... and then next year, sorry, next year the Euros, mm-hmm. European Championship, and. Copa America will be in the United States. So it will be an entire continental tournament. Oh. So it'll be South America, US, Mexico, Canada, and a couple others, I think, got invited as well. Okay. So real it'll be a real good tournament for the US to actually have to play somebody, no offense to Canada and Mexico, but who's not Canada and Mexico. <laughs> like try Argentina, try Chile, try Brazil, Colombia, you know, a different Uruguay, different style of soccer. And see see how you turn out. It's good for Canada, good for the U.S., good for Mexico to play someone who is not the Canada, U.S., and Mexico. So and Costa Rica, I'll throw Costa Rica in there. They've been playing like crap. So, all right. So with that, I guess that brings uh, everything to a close. I'm just going to promote all my other stuff because that's okay. what I do. Uh, this crap was on national television, which could have been the last show. I don't know because Chris Bournet is a tad busy, busier than he used to be. But that's up on our YouTube channel, which was which was a look at uh, "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," the UK version, featuring a lot of Tiffany. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the classic sports review is back. Glenn Palowski and I, and that's that's up on the channel now. Uh, the last final WHA 
hockey game. Okay. So that's a, that was a lot of fun to sort of look at. Seventies uh, were certainly different. Mm. So yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty exciting because I thought it was going to be Gretzky versus Hull, but Hull didn't play. Okay. So oh well, say levy. I still enjoyed watching that a lot. Uh, the lot. Our next show for uh, how the hell was this a hit? We're going to be looking at. Crap, I'm the one who picked it and I just forgot what it was. Well, we just okay. Well, I just we just did the safety dance, men without hats. Oh, I of your wonder, you mm-hmm. leave our friends behind. Yes. Uh but no, the one that's coming up is Stacy Q, two of hearts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can, here's a trivia question. Can you name the other hit by men without hats that keeps him from being a one-hit wonder? Pop goes the world. Pop goes the world. Yeah. Good. I'm impressed. I'm a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I think that song actually did very well up here, up here. Yeah, I had a I had a um, new wave hits album at one point when I was like first getting music, collecting CDs, and that the CD opens with "Here's Pop Goes the World" by Men Without Hats. There's <laughs> some little girl saying that, so yeah. Yeah, so we did a deep dive into that one. I didn't really. That's safety dances. You know what that song is actually about? Safe sex. No, it's not. That's that's. It, it, it's actually about dance. About people being told no that you can't dance doing pogoing, like a precursor to slam dancing. So this song is basically a fuck you to bouncers in Montreal. <laughs> that's what that song's about. If there's a group who needs bounce, who needs to be a big fuck you, it's Mel Trail Bouncers. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, they're actually playing uh, Winnipeg. Uh, I, them, uh, Glass Tiger, the Spoons, and a flock of seagulls. Mm. I hate Glass and Tiger. I ran, no. I ran so far away. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that there's that uh, Super Bowl six. We did a look uh, on the retro football show with Paul Lawrence and myself. Uh, that'll be coming up soon. And I need a Dolphins fan to do help us with Super Bowl seven. But we're looking for a guest for that. But I'm sure. Have you tried? Good. Have you tried Hootie? Hootie? Isn't Hootie and the Blowfish? Yeah, the Dolphins make him cry. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, that was great. Biggest, biggest Dolphins fan I know. So. <laughs> and also, the other show that we do, Vitty makes the Hall of Fame case for. The last one was Pudge Heppelfinger. Yeah, who I voted for. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. He also does one on Charles Fallis that you can check out. So, if you want to know... Well, that's a That's if a lot of you were wondering who those two are. Uh, Vinny makes that Hall of Fame case for it. And he does a great job, as always. He just did the mm-hmm. last one. Oh, sorry, no, the, the last one that'll go up uh, that's not up yet. Uh, he did it for Don, he did, uh, Don Cherry. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had a, a lot of fun with that one. And we we played the clip that, that essentially got him fired. Well, not essentially, it got him fired. Okay. Yeah, so it was a bit of an interesting sort of look at that. And just when talk talking to other people about that, uh, yeah, the tide has really turned on Don Cherry. I don't think uh, 
he's getting in any at in any point in his life or his death, mm-hmm. frankly. Oh well. But so with that, wherever you all are, wherever you may be, stay safe, everybody. Take care.